Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. going on y'all we are back with what guarantees i think i can guarantee that this is going to be the best episode yet of no bets barred we are here to preview ufc 276 one of if not the biggest card of the year to date it's international fight week as always i am joined alongside jed mishu but we got the superstar the powerhouse the man himself new york rick alongside us to help break down this card what is going on guys What's up? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to uh, extend my my presence and and give you guys a ratings boost. So here I am to provide that. Look, that's not what only, we wanted you, Ricky. We wanted. I was going to say cause... not only the ratings boost, but like, I mean, we needed you on this card. I mean, we got twelve fights, and I would say eleven of them are must watch fights. Yeah, they're all great, and that's why, Rick, you should feel special because you. You are our first true guest. We had AK Lee on last week, but that was really more just a continuation of me needing some co-hosts while Connor was was running around the globe. So you're our first true guest who's going to be here, pillar to post the whole show, and I can't think of anybody better for for this occasion. I am truly honored. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Quick recap of last week. Uh, Jed didn't get the Neil Magny by decision. Sarukian lost. Didn't uh, Didn't even get close, by the way, (laughs) on the Neil Magny by decision. I guess you'd rather lose bad than like it go to like a controversial split. Oh, immediately. We talked about it last week. You know, I was I knew immediately that I was dead and was like, all right, well, uh, I didn't want to bet this. And then we were talking about it. And then I just said, screw it. I'll pull the trigger. And then that's why you don't do things like that, because uh, yep. it was a bad bet. Um, yeah, we're also bums for not doing the uh, the fight doesn't go to a decision and, uh, you know, fight of the year candidate, Parisian versus Badeau. Uh We should have rode that together. <laughs> I, I'm really disappointed I'm not pressuring you more on that. Look, we mistakes were made last week, but that's okay. You know, the the best thing that happened to me last week is that both legs of my parlay failed. So at least it wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe Gegard Mousasi is the one who screwed up the bet. It was like, actually, both of them screwed. So, you know, so I, feel I actually had a lot that. of that. Uh, Cody Law uh, screwed me out of two parlays. Um, I actually would have had a really good week. I had Cody Law, the uh, man that closed at minus 900, just got it done on the Bellator prelims. Uh, he got 30-26, though. That was sick. Uh, a lot of upsets last week. Yeah. You got to witness, PFL, me go 0 for 4 on a violence parlay uh, in that heavyweight. It was unbelievably funny. I mean... you, you messaged me <laughs> while it was happening. I'm sitting in the back like, 
uh, you know, doing work, recording stuff and, and working through things and just pull up Slack and he's like, tough night. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. tough, tough night, tough night, especially after Gagar got rocked. All right. Enough of last week, though. It was a tough week for both of us. Let's move on. UFC 276. What better way to bounce back than on International Fight Week with our guy, New York Rick, alongside us? Let's get it started. Uh, you know, I if you're listening to this, I'm just going to go ahead and say, strap in. Me and Jed, oh, we yeah. both got Bu- a bite. Buckle up. We, 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 we both have a bet on every single uh, fight. So we're either going down heavy with our ships uh, or we're going to be riding high in all actuality. Uh, we're going to have like 19 bets and we're going to end up like 0.2 units on the weekend. And it's going to be like we never even bet in the first no, place, I'm, but we're going to have fun I'm along the be way. Perfect. I'm not going to miss a bet this week. I'm going to go uh, right now. I think I have 14 bets down. I'm going to try God. and find more while we're going. Yes. Because we were, we were joking about it beforehand. When you told me that you had a bet on every fight on the car, I was like, so do I. Well, now I got to one up you. I'm going to find two bets for every fight <laughs> on the card. So. I might be coming in late on some over-unders here just to up my numbers even more. So buckle up, kids, because this is going to be a ride. I got it. Let's. I mean, I love it. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. The main event, the middleweight title fight of the world in the UFC. It is Israel Adesanya going up against Jared Cannonier. Adesanya currently sitting at minus 400. Cannonier coming back at plus 310. Fight goes the distance, minus 110. Fight does not go the distance at minus 120. Uh, I'll kick it off. I think that Israel Adesanya is going to win this fight. I used him as a parlay piece. Uh, I did by KO or by decision at minus 260. He's never got a submission in his in his MMA career. Uh, and Cannoneer has never been submitted, so I'm willing to take that price chop from 400 down to minus 260, uh, you know, on the off chance that uh, there is a submission. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Cannoneer, I mean, is he in this fight? because he is fully deserving and he's the second best middleweight in the world and he's on the precipice of becoming the champion? Or is it because Israel Adesanya is 4-0 against Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori? I I just think Adesanya is going to outclass him here. I think the only way that Cannonier wins is with the power shot. Uh, and what does Izzy do exceptionally well? Avoid the power. I, I, I really think Adesanya is just going to avoid the power work on him over the five rounds and, and maybe even get a finish in this. Ricky, how about you before I get in on here? Where tell tell us your thoughts. I want to get you involved since you know you're you're our guest. We should have said we should have let the I let should the have guest done that. Lead. That's actually incredibly but, rude of me. And Rick has been a truther of Adesanya since the early days. Yeah. This so is, speak your truth, Rick. This is true. This is true. Uh uh appreciate the the courtesy, but I'm gonna have to just echo everything that uh that G C said. <laughs> um I, I think Adesanya's gonna outclass him. I think this is a bad style matchup for Cannoneer. Like he's just gonna his path to victory is getting into a striking battle with the superior striker, probably the best striker in this division, one of the best strikers in UFC and all of MMA. So tough, tough road for him. I don't love puncher's chances, and I definitely don't love puncher's chances of guys against guys that's technically sound as Israel Adesanya. And somebody who kind of like almost revels in 50-45-ing people, he's not one of these people that like chases the finish in stupid ways. He's, he revels in the idea of like blanking people, and it doesn't seem to hurt his stock. Um, I do think there's a potential for a finish here, though. I do think that it's just going to be too long a time of Jared Cannonier standing in front of Israel, and he might be able to to finish him. Finish him. Um, but my last couple of bets on Israel Adesanya have been by decision. I would I would probably lean that way again. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for a finish if you're feeling frisky. 
Well, thank God I'm feeling frisky. So I have a couple of bets down on this fight. Let's go. Uh, before I did any of this, I want to I want to want to pull back the curtain. To be honest with the listeners here, if if what you're trying to do is maximize your bank account, make the smartest best bets you possibly can, time in and time out. What you should do is just make an enormous bet on Israel Adesanya here and bet nothing else because he's gonna win this fight. Uh, he is only, I think he's minus 390 now. I got him in a parlay at minus 365. Either way, like wherever he's at, it's, it's about an 80% win probability. If he fought Jared Kennedy a hundred times, he's going to win 97 of them at least. Like wow. it's, wow. it's just, that's not intended to be disrespectful to Jared Kennedy here. Uh, but it's what, what's Jared Kennedy's path to victory. Jared Kennedy is not as good a kickboxer as this. That's just it. Like he's. He's not going to take him down. He it's, can maybe it, be competitive on the feet at times, but like there one guy is really like legitimately world-class at this. And one guy is like a, a pretty solid MMA fighter at this. Like that's, those are just not the same things. And so it's, yeah, I want to echo what you said about, he's not going to take him down. I did, I did some research on it. Yeah. Cannon here in 13 UFC fights. Uh, he only has two takedowns in yeah, his entire, he career. doesn't, he, he doesn't do it. He is, he is physically smaller. I mean, he is he's thicker than Izzy, but he's giving up a, a few inches in reach, several inches in height, and he is just not as technically able or sound. So there's not there's just not a path. There are paths for him to have moments of success, but not sustained success. That's just not in the cards here. So I think honestly, the best safest bet of the whole weekend is just bet Izzy straight, and that is that's it. The only bet better than that this weekend is a Kayla Harrison bet in the PFL. But other than that, like that's as safe money as you can get with Izzy. Would you guys see, like there, there's a game plan here that I don't think Jared Cannonier has employed before that I could see having some, some success. I want to toss it out there. What do you think about a strategy of just like a Randy Couture wall install, like push him up, up against the cage? Cause I will say, I think if there was one area where Israel has a, has a deficiency, it's in strength, right? Clearly, better technician everywhere um good takedown defense I, I think we can say that at this point against people who are good at takedowns we've seen um i could see a world where Jan- jared cannonier is the stronger fighter and just pressing him now i think he's gonna have to expose himself in a lot of different ways um to be able to do that but i could see that kind of strategy employed i agree with you though um i think that would put that, that he will have moments of that but but what do you feel about that potential uh, weakness for Israel. It's really hard to, I mean, Jared Cannonier isn't Randy Couture, who you know almost made a, a men's national team in Greco. Like he's, so just very different abilities, and it's really hard to do wall install for twenty five minutes, especially because like honestly, I don't know that Cannonier is going to be able to track him down because this is too. This is a pay per view. This is not the apex cage. Like this is a big cage. Uh, Cannoneer is not like the most fleet of foot dude. Like I, I honestly, I am supposed to be writing a path to victory for this uh, fight for MMAfighting.com. Incredible website. You should go go click on it <laughs> yes. right now if yeah. you haven't. Not not only a great website, fantastic socials as well. Oh, tremendous socials. What a mensch. Um, so I'm supposed to be writing a path to victory that we should do for every pay per view, and I genuinely don't have one for Jared Cannoneer. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's slim pickings. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I I like the devil's advocate idea that Rick put out there. I mean, obviously, it's an MMA fight. You know, 
Valentina Shevchenko. Like we we felt ultra confident in her. Obviously, Tyler Santos much more sound in in getting takedowns, and that's why it looked so bleak for a minute against Shevchenko. But I mean, yeah, with MMA fights, it is always nice to play devil's advocate. Like, what if we do get into halfway through the second round and Cannoneer has just been clenching up Izzy the whole time and just wailing on him? Uh, but yeah, I, I I tend to agree with with our original statements that I think Adesanya is going to be able to avoid that, and I I think Adesanya is going to get the win pretty soundly here. Yeah, man. The only the only way I think Cannoneer can make hay at all is to really dirty this fight up i mean kelvin gaslam had some success but kelvin gaslam also has like one of the best chins in mma yep and that honestly played a lot into that fight because he was getting absolutely drilled and just recklessly coming forward and izzy would sit down on counters that should have stopped him but is kelvin gaslam so he's ate through him like we I just saw Cannonier get dropped that. by Brunson. Like we just yeah, saw Cannonier like, get dropped by Brunson. Yeah, three, I don't. I don't think Cannonier can do that sort of same thing. And so that's going to lead me into the second bet. I have, as I said, I have Izzy. Uh, I think he, Izzy's the smartest bet this weekend. But I have him as a parlay piece. We'll talk about the other leg there later. Uh, but I also, I I went ahead and took a shot on Izzy by KO. Um, it's at plus one sixty five at DraftKings right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's there's a little bit of value there because I do think Jared Cannonier is not going to he is not Marvin Vittori as far as durability goes, and I don't think he's going to play Yoel Romero sit back and try and counter the counter and it's just going to be this awful thing. I think he is going to try and get up in Izzy's chili and that's going to expose him to a lot of counter shots. Uh, and I especially think that as if that's not what happens as the fight goes on, Cannoneer is going to push the action just because he will feel compelled to make something happen. Uh, and that's just going to open up counter opportunities. So I'm taking easy by KO. I think it's going to be a, I think he is going to show out in style on Jared Cannoneer. Yeah. I mean, I, I already mentioned, I got the KO piece of uh, Adesanya by KO or by decision. Uh, grab that at minus 260. And then I also have a second parlay piece here. I did take the over one and a half. I do lean with you that I think Izzy has the potential to get a finish, but I don't think that it comes uh, in the first seven and a half minutes. So uh, I parlayed that up at minus 350. I'll get to the second piece uh, as we move along. Nice. Rick, you got any? Do you have any action down here, Rick? I don't, but I'll but I'll start tailing the some of these. number one Izzy stand and you don't have any action on Izzy? Come on. You know, these days, you know, you buy a new house, the money, the money goes there, <laughs> but to have some this fun. can pay your mortgage with Izzy. Yeah, Izzy bankroll management. can pay your mortgage. Yeah, I mean, judging by the weeks you guys had last week, it's, it sounds like this is this is very safe and this is how I get my house paid off. So Sound investments. In, in saying that. Unbelievably safe. That's I'm what gonna, I'm all about. I'm gonna as we go start tailing some of these that that uh, pop out to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tail Izzy Izzy by KOTKO. Oh, that's for what's sure. Up. That's what's up. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cook up a little uh, just a disgusting guaranteed loser air fryer parlay this week. And uh, oh, I might Izzy I might have KO's to just do it. a big a big wild one just for yeah. it's a Super Bowl. And yep. that was honestly coming into this week, I made a lot more bets than I normally would have. There are several bets I've got this weekend that are just like. I normally wouldn't bet it, but when I started adding up bets I wanted and I was like, I, I can just get bets on every action. And it's like, yeah, I love to do this with the Super Bowl. I'm not like, I follow exactly. the NFL pretty closely, but I'm not a huge fan. I, I rarely bet it, but the Super Bowl, give me all the props. I want the coin toss prop. 
I want the the Gatorade prop. I want every bit of action because it just makes it more fun, and that's what this week is about. So we're gonna talk you into a bunch, Eric. That is that is the moral of my story. We're here. one down. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I, I do typically have like nineteen bets in on the Super Bowl, and I I I have somewhere you know I have like thirteen this week. Maybe I'll add a couple more. We'll uh, we'll find out. All right, that is the main event. Let's keep it moving. Next up, the co-main event of the evening. It is the men's featherweight title fight. We are going five rounds in this one. If it lasts that long, Alexander Volkanovsky going up against Max Holloway. The trilogy fight. Volkanovsky currently sitting at minus 195. Holloway coming back at plus 165. Fight goes the distance, minus 200. Fight does not go, going at plus 150. Uh, Ring around the rosy. Jed, I will uh, let you kick this one off. This is... This is... I mean, arguably the best fight on the card just in general because we've seen the other two fights. This is the most interesting gambling fight on the card to me because I I am a firm believer that Alexander Volkanovsky is straight up better than Max Holloway. I thought he won both fights. Uh, I thought even, you know, the first one I thought was very clear. The rematch, if you wanted to give that for Holloway, I have no issues with it, but I do think Volkanovsky edged out. More importantly, though, I thought by the end of that fight, Max's success stemmed from coming into the fight within a completely different game plan, and it took Volkanovski a round and a half to adjust. But by the time he actually adjusted, I thought that that was it was pretty clear that he just has the style and the skill set and the adaptability to to beat Max Holloway. So I say all of that because I am picking Alexander Volkanovski to win this fight, but I am betting Max Holloway. Let's go. Because Max Holloway, as it stands right at this very moment on DraftKings, is, where is he at? He is plus 165, which is the number I got him at, so it hasn't moved. He is plus 165. It's a 38% win probability. We've watched these two men fight and have very, very close, very competitive fights. And for as good as I think Volkanovski is... You know, if they fight 10 times, it wouldn't shock me at all if Max won four of them uh, or if they just split them down the middle five five apiece. And so even though I think Volk is going to win this fight, I think this number is just a little too juiced on Holloway at plus 165. And so I took a bet on that. I also uh, I have a bet on fight goes to decision at minus 200. And I'm frankly strongly considering a Volk by decision at plus 120. And then I just have action on both sides and I will win regardless. But for now, I just have the fight goes to decision prop because they fought 50 minutes. Neither man stopped the other. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And Holloway is just too big an underdog. Like this price is too big for him in fight that is very, very close. So that's where I'm at. What about you fellas? All right, I'll go. Uh, if you tune into the MMA Hour, a great show on the MMA Fighting uh, Network. Um, Such a great show. Just just one of the best fantastic shows. Show. You've, you've taken everything I said on that show yesterday. Uh, that uh, I think this is Alex's fight to lose, but the value is on Max Holloway. It, it, like, this number doesn't make sense to me from seeing that, that second fight. If if you came away from that fight thinking that those two weren't like pretty much evenly matched and now you're getting Max Holloway at dog money, that has to be where the value is. I'm looking now, I'm seeing Max Holloway wins by split majority at like plus 1100. Now that is tasty. Which, which could that be something a little bit tasty because I think if this goes to decision, well, which I do think it will, very tasty. is it's going to be a close one. 
So uh, judging by how the last couple of uh, main events have gone and, and going to the judges' cards, that one could be tasty. Holloway by decision is not much better than the line. I mean, there's there's a little extra. It's, I think it's 275 or something to that effect now, um, which is a little extra money for you if you're if you're betting Max and think he's going to get it done by decision. But I might I might just take a flyer in this one because I I don't I, you know I'm with you. I agree that I think it's Volk's fight, but but the values on Max. So I might just take a small flyer on max by split or majority decision well that's my my bet on max is not not a huge bet i, I just put a half unit down because i do think volk's gonna win but i'm gonna be honest i didn't even look at the split uh split lines and i am probably gonna throw like a tenth of a unit on max to win by splitty because that's plus 1100 that that is a tasty lick that's that's tempting for me and i'm i'm already on volk uh an interesting note just looking at it Volk closed at like minus 205 last fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if he closed at like almost the exact same number here in this one. Just a, yeah. just a random note I was looking at. But I'm with but you that, guys. That's it's... my point, though, is yeah. he, he's going to close about the same. And going to the cards on that last fight, would you rather have had a Volk ticket or a Holloway ticket? We would uh, rather have had the Holloway ticket. A Holloway ticket, no doubt, because I had a Volk ticket and it was, uh, <laughs> I thought I was about to rip it up. Uh, so did I. And so that's, that's my whole thing is like, I'm just give me the extra dog. Give me the dog juice, baby. Yeah. I mean, eventually I'm going to learn that it's just so much more comforting to have the dog in a razor close main event or co-main event uh, that is likely going to go to the scorecards. I've eaten it with Holly Holm, Calvin Cater, and uh, Armin Sarukian in the last uh, three main events that have gone through uh, decisions. But uh, I have uh, Alexander Volkanovsky here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I'm I'm a pretty big Volk supporter. Uh, I just think that he is just continuing to improve and improve while Max, while his skill set is unbelievable, I do feel like he's coming in, you know, sort of the same. I mean... If you look at his last two fights, 445 and 230 significant strikes, obviously that is not a skill set to uh, to take lightly. But he has also, and in six of his last seven fights, he's eaten over 100 significant strikes. The fact that he's only 30 years old is still a fact that just like shakes me to my core every day. <laughs> I would have guessed he's like 35. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just Volk has just impressed me fight after fight. I think he's just continuing to get better. I just think he's going to win. I mean, he's already got two in the bank against him. I, I think he makes it a third here. Yeah, I think the 2-0 and o is working against Max for sure. But, I mean, I, th- I think there's an edge here. I really think there's yeah, an edge. Yeah, and, I mean, and- listen, dude, if it goes to the scorecards... Chances are, I'm going to be hoping that I had a uh, that I had a Max Holloway ticket. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why I'm going to ha- add a Max Holloway by split decision at at plus eleven hundred uh, ticket just to just to really cover my ass. Um, yeah, that second fight, I went back and watched the last three rounds. It, uh, I mean, that was such a close fight. <laughs> such a close fight. Unbelievably close. I mean, the stats in the last three rounds were actually shocking to me. Relooking at it, Max. Got outstruck 96 to 62 and got three takedowns landed on him in the last three rounds, which watching it, it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like that. So yeah. I'm running with Volkanovsky. You See, already mentioned I felt it did. That was that was a fight. When I watched that in real time, I was I was extremely confident Volk won. It's like Volk or that he should have won. I was not confident. Really? The judges were fight see number it. two. When it was yeah. real time, when it was going to the scorecards, you thought Volk like hundred percent won. Well, I thought he should have. I did not know that I had a lot of concerns at the judges, but like, I just, the thing about Volk that's always impressed me is he is so, 
he I think he has the highest fight IQ in the sport. Like his ability to adapt both mid fight and mid round and adjust to the things that Max was doing and kind of the you know Max came in with the different stance and leg kicks weren't nearly as as available and so instead of being able to use the leg kicks to to time everything and set that as his offense builder he then had to adjust to stepping and closing the pocket a little bit more working off his jab a little bit more it was I just thought it was a sensational performance and I felt that he should have won and then when it was a split I was I was like, oh, he might have lost because that's how it goes. But re-watching it is when I was like, oh, I think I was giving Max less credit than I should have. Because the first watch, I was giving Volk a ton of credit. Uh, and I think I was not paying as much attention to... Max still did really good stuff in those later rounds. Volk had just turned up his volume so much. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like like the... I mean, you get outstruck like significantly every single round and you get three takedowns later on. You, you would think that it was just like, oh... Volk got the last three rounds. Rewatching it to me, though, like you said, I thought Max was still doing good stuff. Great stuff. I think Volk, said, I hell think of a fight. fight. This is a hell the of a fight. Of think, yes, yes, yes. I, I think you can you can come away thinking both those outcomes, but the thing that stands out to me about that fight is those were three close rounds, and there was two that were not close, and those were Max Holloway rounds. So you if, think we're, so? if we're look, oh yeah, uh, I think for, I think that's for sure true. First, first two were where Max was cruising. And so if I'm if I'm looking at that fight and I'm getting plus money on the guy who banked the two most significant rounds of that fight, I'll ride with that. Even if even if Volk can turn it on again and get the last three. And and I as I said, I'm I pick Volk. You give me you give me Volk at even money, I'm taking Volk all day. But the value's value gotta play. be on Max. Value play. Also, as a, Connor, cho- as a chalk donkey, I'm riding with uh with you, Volk. You are such a chalk donkey. You <laughs> love Proud. the chalk. I'm proud of uh, it. I'm a little bit of a chalk donkey this week, so it's okay. But also, Connor, you've you failed to take into account the single most important part about this fight. It's it's the rule. Third time's the charm. I mean, <laughs> this is it. This is the third that's, time. The third time that's is the old the gambling charm. room. You can't third time's a charm. He's due. Max yep. is due. So Yeah, what do, what do they say in uh, you know, football and basketball? It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. That's like the old cliche and the statistics are actually like the team that wins the first two times wins the third time like seventy percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, no. No, you've you've just failed to take into account any of the important things. So. Third time's the charm. All right, well, I like this. We're going, going here on the dog bet. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We're head to head. Uh if you think of anything to put up that like isn't eating gross food or like something like that that we want to do this head to head, I don't want to uh, do a head to head here because I still think Volk's going to win. Okay, this is right. not like a head to head where it was like the home Vieira yeah. or whatever. This is like I think Volk's yeah. going to win. I'm just taking the value. Yeah. See, I haven't gotten big brain enough yet in my gambling career to bet against someone that I think is going to win. Like, I understand what you guys are saying. I like, I'm not <laughs> I saying understand this. the math. Yes. Just... I'm not saying this sarcastically, like mathematically, you like, just like the last three main events that went to a decision, you're not necessarily convinced that person's going to win, but you think it's going to be raised within. It's going to go to a decision. You the, don't, you don't know about the judges. The, the reason is because donkey. you still have a soul, right? Like I am devoid of emotion. <laughs> I am devoid of a soul. And so this is just math I, for me. Yeah, like, I, I don't care who wins. Enough. I only care about where the value is. Yeah, I love it. That's, I love it. All right, well, let's... Uh, Ricky, I love you. I've always loved you. Uh, second second part, I do have a parlay piece. I think I already mentioned it. Over one and a half, minus 550. Parlayed it with uh, Adesanya, over one and a half. Talk about Chalk Donkey. That's like a minus 190 parlay. Uh, real greasy, but I think you both of those... You have a minus 190 parlay. Jeez, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so greasy. 
Well, or it could cash easily. <laughs> one of the two. I mean, it can. It's just one of the two is going to happen. That is, we we're different kind of gamblers, bud. We we do not gamble in the same capacity. I know. I enjoy profits. You enjoy uh, Neil Magny by decision. <laughs> Look. <laughs> At at the time, I'm just that kidding. wasn't I'm even a good kidding. bet. I also but pushed I, you. I also pushed you, you wildly really did, aggressively. And it to didn't that. help. It didn't help. I, know, I was I'm I was teetering kidding. on the edge of bad choices, and then you're like, "Bet you won't do it." And I was like, "Okay, I will." <laughs> no, I think I actually said I love that. I would never take that in a million years, but I do love that. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, let's keep it rolling on the main card. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Next up, we've got a middleweight bout. It is Sean Strickland going up against Alex Pajeda. Pajeda right now, minus 120. Strickland coming back at even money. The over-under is set at one and a half. Over minus 170. Under is coming in at plus 140. So for me, if you're betting this fight, you are kind of betting it off of assumptions. Like if you're betting on Strickland, in my opinion, you are making the assumption that he is probably going to go for takedowns and try to wrestle Pajera and not go into the striking game plan. If you're betting Pajera, you're probably assuming that this is going to stay on the feet and uh, the fight is going to come to him uh, and it's going to be a striking battle against Sean Strickland. Uh, And that's what I'm doing. I'm betting on Alex Pajera to win this fight. Am I confident in it? I I would not use that word when uh, tying an adjective uh, to this bet. But I do just think, especially after watching the Jack Manson fight, I know Uriah Hall, he got four takedowns. He used his wrestling game in that one. But, you know, just watching his striking, I just think Alex Pajeda is definitively the better striker in this when it comes. Wow. Really going out on a limb there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitively the better striker in this fight. Will he be able to avoid the takedowns? I don't know. That's why I'm not that confident. Is Sean Strickland going to be smart and go for takedowns and just hold him down or I don't know. I don't know. Not that confident. I think Alex Pajeda is going to knock him out. That's, that's what I think is going to happen in this fight. I mean, totally reasonable thought process. Uh, I knew I was going to bet this fight from the moment it was announced because yeah, uh, I don't want Alex. I will never bet Alex Pajeda at, at favorite money. Like that's just not, not a thing I'm willing to do. This man has fought, I've done it twice. That it's it's worked out for you, but man, 
at bo- in both of those fights, you couldn't have felt like massively confident at Dude, various points I, in like, it. You talk about like the old cliche, like every fight starts standing. That fight against Michaelitis was the definition of that. He got held down the entire round, and then they came out in round two, and he knee KO'd him. Yeah, just jump jumped him in the face. Look, I mean, boldly, you boldly stated that Alex Bahia decorated kickboxer is better than Sean Strickland dude. And that's absolutely correct. But he has beaten nobody in MMA and he has not even looked like that clean in doing it. Like he has struggled in his, uh, in his efforts at points, like Bruno Silva was not like an easy fight. And that is a fight that was built to, try and get him to a, a what is functionally a number one contenders fight here like this is the ufc doing the best they can to carve a straight line path to the title fight for pair because the obviously the the three match with adesanya and mma is huge and i think all of all of the value points are with strickland he's fought and beaten much better competition uh it feels like this line is ju- is being directly influenced by Strickland being kind of a not not a guy that people are really like because of he's a very controversial figure. Uh, everybody wants to look ahead to the Bahia Izzy fight, so I feel like that this I think Strickland should be the favorite in this fight. You're straight up, I just think he should be the favorite because he he might not be a genius based on things he has said repeatedly, but he's nobody's that stupid. He is not dumb enough to think. Oh, I'm gonna go kickbox Alex Bahia, and he only needs two takedowns because this is a 15 minute fight. And the other thing about Sean Strickland is, dude is tough as nails. Like he is a really tough dude. Great cardio, great output. I have questions about Bahia's cardio as well, frankly. Like if Bahia can't get him out in the first five minutes, I think he is super boned. And I don't think he can get him out in the first five minutes. I think Strickland's gonna tackle him and sit on him. Like this feels like it. It should. I, I would have put put Strickland at minus one fifty. Like that's kind of where I think he should be. So I'm getting him at plus one hundred. I'm taking him. If Bahia knocks him out, it won't stun me because the dude has hands the size of freaking toasters. Like he's enormous fists and hits really hard and is a good kickboxer. But give give me the accomplished, uh, well documented history of success of Sean Strickland over the hopes and dreams of Alex Bahia. I got to say, I'm a little bit surprised. And and why I say that is <clears throat> I, I knew the way I thought this fight was going to play out as soon as it was announced as well. And I don't think that Sean Strickland needs takedowns to win this fight. I really don't. I think he can stay behind the jab and be the busier striker. There's no doubt that Alex is a better striker better technical striker and he has that like Deontay Wilder touch of death he added in kickboxing he has it in MMA there's no doubt you cannot deny the power but I really think he sits back too much and waits on counters and is just looking for that shot and I think quite frankly Sean Strickland could jab fest him for three rounds without even being in much danger I really don't think that he needs the takedowns now do I think he'd be smart to certainly you don't want to stand and and put yourself uh, in that position and be vulnerable but I could also just see him striking with Alex and just being more aggressive, having more volume. And he's not, <laughs> you, you talked about his smarts. I think inside the cage, he's pretty smart. He knows, he knows what he's doing and, and how to win rounds. 
Yeah. And I could just see him winning three rounds, whether it be on the feet or on the ground, honestly. See, I'm not willing to... I don't. I think that there's a world where he could do that. I think that that is... It's still just way too dangerous, but I think he can... Everything else, like, I agree with you, and but I think it all just works to effectuate a better game plan. Like, I think he can back up and jab repeatedly. And you know what? Backing people up and jabbing them does really well. Sets up takedowns phenomenally well. <laughs> and, like, I think that that's just... I view Sean Strickland as as the the big lots version of Marvin Vittori. Like, I think they're the same fighter. Marvin Vittori is just better in all aspects of the game. And I would comfortably think that Marvin Vittori would kick the absolute shit out of Alex Bahia. So I, I feel okay about Strickland beating Alex Bahia. I actually was going to ask... Uh... I didn't know if Big Lots was like a better version or a worse version. I don't think I've ever been in a Big Lots before. Oh, it's definitely a worse version. Like okay, so do- it's like a dollar store. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, home- great I used value. To say homeless version, but then oh, wow. that just that's that feels like that's that feels like we can't say stuff like that anymore. Yeah. So I went with yeah. the Big Lots version. All right, yeah, uh, I like dollar that, store, lots. Dollar General version. Yeah, great value, like the Walmart yeah. brand version. Yeah, okay, off brand. Yeah. He is off brand. Off Marvin brand. Vittori. There you go. Off brand Marvin Vittori. Uh, yeah, I like that. I mean. At the end of the day, dude, I, yeah. When I say confidence, it's not tied to this bet. Like, it all comes down to assumptions. Like, is Sean Strickland going to go for takedowns? I have no idea. I think if he doesn't, he's going to lose this fight. Uh, you mentioned Pajero's cardio. I don't know if it's just because he was fighting Bruno Silva, who doesn't have a fantastic gas tank, uh, but he dominated the third round. I mean, he, like, quadrupled his strikes and just made it a clear victory for him in the third round. So, We've we've seen him have success in the third round. I don't know if that's because of his opponent. I know Strickland has cardio for days, especially in a three round fight. He, you know, he's not even going to break a sweat no matter how many jabs he throws. Um, but yeah, I think it's a wildly intriguing fight and interesting fight to watch. I got to have a bet on every fight on this card. Oh yeah, uh, that's just a rule that I have to have. Uh, so yeah, I took Alex Bejeda, and uh, uh, we're going to see what happens. A, I mean, this is a real head to head then, and I I respect that. But I got to say, Connor. This is even worse than in the co-main event and the rule of three that you just ran by. Nothing the UFC ever wants to do works out. And this is so <laughs> clearly them trying to set this up. Like this this feels very much like the best laid plans of mice and men are about to get Sean Strickland, <laughs> who's then gonna have the mic and say something <laughs> abhorrent and suddenly be your number one contender at middleweight, it's going to be awful. I was going to say, like, the the plan for the UFC, like, the perfect night is Pajero wins by knockout, Izzy wins by knockout, middleweight championship, Pajero Izzy three. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. How often do they get exactly what they want? Oh, I guess that was rhetorical. No one, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I was uh, I was leaving Eric an opportunity to jump in there, but you know I think you I think we've said it all. Yeah, I'm on Bahetta. Y'all are on Strickland. Super intriguing fight. Cannot wait to watch it. Let's keep it going. On the main card, men's bantamweight bout. It is Pedro Munoz going up against Sean O'Malley. Munoz, the underdog at plus two twenty. O'Malley, the favorite at minus two sixty. Over under is set at two and a half. Over minus one twenty. Under. Minus 110, pretty much even money on that one. Um, I'm going to go with Sean O'Malley in this one. Fight's going to play out exclusively on the feet, in my opinion. Munoz hasn't landed a takedown in his last eight fights. O'Malley, his last seven. I mean, I just don't see either of them really shooting for takedowns. I know Munoz has that guillotine. 
So if it's a fight on the feet, am I going to trust in one of the better prospects in terms of boxing with a five inch height advantage, seven inch reach advantage, plus 4.74 strikes landed per minute, uh, and his last five wins are by KOTKO, or am I going to trust the guy with all those disadvantages, a negative strikes landed per minute ratio, uh, and he has no finishes since 2019? I will be riding with the Sugar Show. Uh, time to go to 16 and 0, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. On, I'm on the same uh, line of thought. It, it, for me, it basically comes down to: Are you betting Sean O'Malley or are you betting Sean O'Malley to finish? That's that's the two options here. Um, I'm gonna say I think Munoz can withstand it. I think we've seen, like, I could see this being like the Aldo fight, kind of just like him getting torn up, but but hanging in there. And uh, I think O'Malley wins a decision here, but doesn't he's not in much danger at any point. I love it. We're all in agreement. Uh, I am not taking O'Malley straight because minus 260. I mean, I, honestly, that wouldn't be like an awful parlay piece, but part of me just still wants to respect Pedro Munoz as a really tough competitor. And so my, ma- my manner in which to do that is O'Malley by decision. Uh, it's plus 200. I Pedro Munoz has never been finished. Um, dude is tougher than a $2 steak, and he is just... I think he's going to get hit a lot. He has a big reach disadvantage here that he's going to have to navigate, but I, he's just a damn good fighter. Um, even if maybe, even if he's lost to all the best guys he's ever fought, those guys didn't finish him because nobody's ever been able to, and I don't think O'Malley's going to be able to either. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm on Pedro Munoz by decision. I also uh, pre took a just took a second bet on this fight for the over two and a half at minus 120 because I... It, honestly, if somebody gets finished, I think it's Munoz. I think he somehow gets, you know, gets a gets that gi- gilly, gets gets a submission of some kind. But I just don't. I think this is going going the full five, and that over number is pretty nice. So, those are my two bets. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're all in a grand. It's a pretty easy uh, fight. I'm gonna uh, on- I'm gonna tail I'm gonna tail O'Malley by decision. Jed, that's three. It. That's three we're lined up on. Let's I go. Love it. We're, I, I knew I knew you and I were just going to be the same. That's why I wanted you to come on so we could gang up on Connor. For <laughs> I love his, it. I love his, it. His chalk attack, just so much chalk. So, actually, uh, let's get it going so I can uh, talk about my first plus money play that uh, is no longer plus money, which is just oh. uh, the, the worst type of person uh, in the world that does this. But, uh, yeah, this is a really weird breakdown for this, but let's keep it rolling. Welterweight bout. Robbie Lawler going up against Brian Barberena. Right now, Robbie Lawler minus 120. Brian Barberena coming back at even money. Fight goes the distance, minus 165. Fight does not go the distance, plus 120. As soon as these line dropped, I took Robbie Lawler at plus 130 because he was the underdog. I honestly was just like, I am going to take the underdog in this fight uh, just because (laughs) I see this being one of those fights where they're just brawling and the crowd is going crazy and like, Despite them each landing 150 plus significant strikes, no one goes out. Uh, and then it's just a close uh, contested decision. And, uh, you know, we maybe see a split here. Um, I would imagine, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't fault anyone for taking Brian Barberena. Honestly, now that Brian Barberena is plus 100, yeah. I kind of wish I had a Brian Barberena plus 100 ticket. Why don't you? I think you need to. I think you need to get both sides of this. Yeah, I kind of think uh, I was sort of hoping that Brian Barberena might keep trickling uh, up, I think and that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on it. Will. 
I think he's going to close at like plus 110, plus 115. Here's here's my uh here's my like uh instead of just saying that I blindly took the dog uh, because I think it's going to be a close decision, uh my my uh really digging deep post bet. Uh I mean, yeah, he lost his last four before that Nick Diaz won and I think he could have done yeah, I think he was just doing Nick Diaz some favors by not knocking him out. He was taken down 17 times in those uh in those across those four losses. I don't think Barbarina is going to take him to the ground. I think it's just going to be a nice striking war. So uh, there's my uh, there's my deep Robbie Lawler uh, analysis on why I took him. Ricky, where are you at? Yeah, this is one where I basically look at you know fight doesn't go to decision or pass. Like and and I, I'm I don't love either side of this fight. Don't love the odds on anything because um, I have no faith in either either of these guys as a capable like offensive fighter. It's really just going to be who messes up and wow. gets themselves finished. So uh, don't don't love either side of this one. I don't know if we see a finish. I really don't. I don't. I don't know that. But not seeing either of these, not seeing Robbie Lawler as a capable offensive fighter is. I have a way different read on this fight than y'all. I'm on Robbie Lawler. I think Robbie Lawler is going to kick the shit out of Brian Barbarina. Oh, holy shit. All right. Well, you're just talking like, out of taking Brian Barbarina plus 100. I don't, I don't think Bar, like, I, I don't know that he'll get a finish because Brian Barbarina, like, like I've, like I said about other people on this, you know, he is tougher than a coffin nail, but Robbie Lawler is a much, much better fighter than Brian Barbarina, even now. Like, also, hearing a lot of really good things coming into this fight about the the Diaz fight kind of reinvigorated Robbie. I think that that's really exciting. But look, Brian Barberina just lost to Matt Brown. And I am not a man to cast aspersions at Matt Brown because Matt freaking Brown is Matt freaking Brown. But like Robbie Lawler is a much better fighter than Matt Brown. And this version of Robbie Lawler is still a much better fighter of that version of Matt Brown. Like he is... He can win a brawl. I don't think it's going to be that, but like you were saying, Connor, if this gets into a knockdown drag out, like that Robbie Lawler makes hay in those fights. Like this dude is, is built for that kind of war. But I also just think he is a substantially more technical fighter. Like he, I do agree with that. He, if he wants to, if he wants to not engage in brawl or a thing he has really been very good at in his late career run. And I'm saying late career run, basically from the start of his second UFC run, because he had already fought up full career worth of fights before then, is picking his spots and when to engage in that way. I mean, you saw it in the rematch uh, with Johnny Hendricks. He came into that fight and would take big portions of the fight off, but he would make statements at the opening and close of rounds. He knows that's where judges are looking. He knows that he can just put forth a bunch of offense there, and it counts almost as much or more than offense for the rest of the middle portion of the round. I think he is incredibly smart. He is has more tools. Uh, I think Brian Barberina is a really tough guy, and he'll take a beating. But I I love Robbie Lawler bet. Uh, I love that you got him at an underdog price. I got him at minus one twenty five. I feel fantastic about that bet. Wow. Well, you let me, sold let me. me. Let me jump in real quick just to say two things. I think on on the cards, didn't Brian win that fight over Matt Brown? Technically. He right? did, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to got the. I just want to say in, that in now. Call. I can understand why you thought Matt Brown won that fight because I think everybody thought Matt Brown won that fight. But no, I just want to yes. say that. I, for the won the I fight. don't. I don't exist in in the world of what the judges say. <laughs> I exist in the world of what other... actually happened. And Matt Brown beat Brian Barberina <laughs> in a hell of I wish, a scrap. I wish my bankroll uh, existed in that world as well. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> I know it'd be dope, right? I, I agree with both of you on that. But I also want to say the the reason I'm kind of like. 
a, a lot less bullish on on Robbie Brown, uh, Robbie Brown, on Robbie Lawler than you. Is like, yeah, he looked good against Nick Diaz, and yeah, you're talking about his his second career run in the UFC. But the fight that you're going back to is Johnny Hendricks, like a lifetime ago. The the four that he lost before Nick Diaz. Oh, that was just to make a statement about a a style of, of sure, where but he fought in those four fights that he lost before Nick Diaz, he was frozen. He was a statue. He wasn't throwing anything. He, yeah, he was because they tackled him to the ground a billion times. And when he was in standing, also, he threw a lot at Ben Askren. Let's be yeah, clear. That's he threw right. Ben Askren. Yes, dude. Yeah. The uh, what was it? The bulldog choke. Uh, yeah. He, I don't think yeah. Askren landed a strike in that fight. He knocked Ben Askren out he, he and then him out woke and then... him up and then got got <laughs> fake bulldog choked. Like that's, that's actually a good call. And yes, he was and then, wrestled. Yeah, he lost to Neil Magny and Colby Covington. Like both dudes. Yeah, and he got the shit out of Brian. I'm Bumper. with you. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not comparing level of competition. But when he got it back to the feet, and when he did have those opportunities to throw and try and make it not getting taken down, he was completely stationary. I can't. I can't put any stock into a win over Nick Diaz at this point. And oh. I'm just. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in too long. That's, That's yeah. That is my I'm biggest just saying, concern. Barbarina doesn't shoot takedowns, so he doesn't. Yeah, have I mean that to, isn't going to happen. I'm not, not, not saying level of competition is even remotely similar. I'm yeah. just saying those moments when he did have those opportunities, and you were talking about him conserving and picking his shots, he didn't pick any shots. He just stood right in front of him and let himself get taken down. So I can't, I can't shake that. I can't erase that. Rick, I liked the initial idea of getting the buyback on uh, Barbarina and just guaranteeing just a, a, a slight little. Nice little, little squeeze, pickup. little squeeze of profit, but uh, I got to go with Burn my teammate the here. the the man I'm the man I'm with week in and week out, and he says he feels great about it. Now I feel great about it. We're riding the Lawler train together, baby. I'm you know I'm what? Not I just said go. I don't want to take anything. I'll jump on with you just to <laughs> just go. to do it. <laughs> riding with let's Robbie. Make, let's, let's go. Make it a meme bet. Let's go, Robbie. Let's go. We need a name uh, for a trifecta when all three of us are living the life. Yeah, we're we're living the life. Uh, the the group chat's going to be going nice on on Saturday evening <laughs> oh, when Robbie yeah. Lawler's making that a walk to the cage. Uh, all right, that's the main card. Uh, Safe to say that's a uh, pretty sick main card. I am super excited for all five of those fights. Uh, let's keep it rolling, though, because we got to talk about every single fight on this card. Let's get into the prelims. It is a lightweight bout. Brad Riddell going up against Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner right now sitting at minus 135. Brad Riddell coming back at plus 115. Over-under set at 2.5. Under minus 140. Over plus 110. Um, quick breakdown for me. I took Jalen Turner in this one at minus 115. Both these guys, they're super, super duper skilled. I mean, Brad Riddell was ascending drastically before the Fasiv fight. Unfortunately, got finished there. Just the way Turner's been fighting, though, four finishes in his last four fights, two subs, two KOs. He's only 27. He's only getting better. Massive size disparity in this one. It's yeah. not even going to look like they're in the same weight class. Eight inches of height, six inches of reach. Like, Jalen Turner just isn't like he doesn't have the body of a natural lightweight. Um, I mean, I think he just has all the capabilities in this one to keep it at range. If Brad makes it dirty, if Brad gets close, I mean, he, in my opinion, is probably the more technical striker. I mean, he is absolutely phenomenal on the feet. He has the power to crack you, to knock you out. Um, he actually has landed a takedown in every single one of his UFC fights, so he could try that. But if he does, it could get risky for him. I mean, Turner's nice on the ground, and he has that submission ability. Um, but I just like the idea of Jalen Turner riding this at range. If it goes to the ground, I think he's capable. And, uh, 
either getting a knockout, getting a submission, or just winning by points. I think he has multiple avenues. Uh, so I'm going to keep riding with the uh, tarantula as he's on his ascension. Yeah. Love it. Go, love it. Love it. Go ahead, Jed. Um, I'm, uh, I'm with you all the way. I am super high on Jalen Turner. I honestly don't understand how he makes lightweight, and I don't know that he'll be able to continue making lightweight because, as you mentioned, he's still relatively young. But as long as he can keep making this weight class, he is a legitimate top 15 kind of talent. And I like I, I envision that for him here. Uh, Brad Riddell, great fighter. Um, and the big, the only major concern, like for me, is I have a tremendous amount of respect for the for the CKB boys. Uh, City Kickboxing does a phenomenal job of game planning and preparation. And Riddell, obviously, on the same timeline as Izzy, like they are going to have, they're going to have a great plan of attack for Jalen Turner. But I just don't think it matters. Turner has too many physical advantages. I think he can win this on the feet. Certainly can win this on the floor if it goes there. Uh, I, I think sky's the limit for this dude. This is a guy who, if he can consistently make 155, and we, he hasn't had an issue with it yet, which is wild. But if he can keep making this weight, he is a legitimate top 10 guy in this weight class. Uh, so, yeah, I got him at minus 135, but I am also on Turner. Yeah, I got the same read as you guys. Just Brad Riddell, fighter's fighter. Amazing, like fighter somebody you want to watch but Jalen Turner just has too many physical tools I consider myself a, a disciplined better a smart better an emotionless better but not I have to say not this weekend you don't I have to say I I have this feeling I have this feeling of this of this CKB like domination happening of this Carlos Alberg kicked it over to Brad Riddell who kicks it to <laughs> Alex who kicks it to Izzy and I can't shake the feeling that like they're gonna have a big, uh, they're gonna have a big one, and and yeah, there's something. I, for some reason, I can't I can't shake the image of Riddell winning because I think he's gonna be in the fight. I don't think there, I don't think I don't think Jalen's gonna be able to take him out. Although he is a finisher, and yeah, there's some that's there's something that makes me want to play Riddell. But uh, but uh, so far I'm I'm squashing it down and, Do and it. just leaning with the follow with the your, brain. Follow your heart. No, that's such bad. This is this is such bad uh, advice. This go, is how you got. This is how you got roped into Neil Magny again. It's Shout never out. bad to follow your heart, Ricky. Except yeah. when money's on the line. Yeah, yeah. If the gut I mean, is telling it to you, if the gut is telling you, think about the regrets that you will have none. if if Brad Riddell goes out there and just stomps all over Jalen Turner. You will have. <laughs> I, that's how I like to bet. I like to bet so I don't have the regrets. And that's why I have action on every fight in this card because yes. I would regret it if I didn't. That's how I know that I can live with myself. I can sleep at night knowing that I took my shots this weekend. So right take now, your shot, Ricky. No, my, my brain is still beating my heart, but uh, it may change. Let's see how how we are by the end of this. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. So for now, me and Jed are riding on Jalen Turner. Let's keep it going. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., 
and visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. A welterweight bout. We are going with Ian Gary, the first future on the card. The second, obviously, uh, Macy Barber. Always sick when people have the exact same uh, nickname. Going up against so, Gabe Green. It's so clever, too. It's such a clever nickname. <laughs> the future of men's MMA and the future of women's MMA, both uh, on the same card. Uh, Ian Gary, minus 165 in this one. Gabe Green, plus 140. Over, under, set at 2.5. Over 2.5, minus 120. Under 2.5, minus 110. Have to have a bet on uh, every fight on this card. I do have one here. Uh, I'm going with Ian Gary. I'm going with uh, the new pride of Ireland uh, in this one. I think this is. I think this is a great test for him. Uh, they are moving him on slowly, despite him being undefeated and despite him talking uh, as if he's going to get the belt around his waist uh, fairly soon. Uh, I feel I, like this is just something in my head. I feel like he gets a lot of hate uh, because of the way that he acts, but I think he is more of a savvy fighter uh, than people give him credit for. I think he has got a decent fight IQ, and I think he's actually committed to moving along this course of the UFC slowly. He doesn't want to get rushed. Despite his like undefeated, I think it's not the end of the world if he catches a loss like in his own mind. Uh, and just going back and watching that Darian Weeks fight, Weeks maybe not the best fighter in the world, but just as the fight went on, it just felt like he was progressing. He was downloading information. He was getting better. And by the third round, uh, it felt like he just had Weeks where he wanted him. Two of the judges gave him 30-27. Uh, Gabe Green, he's probably not going to get knocked out. He does have grappling abilities, uh, which we haven't really seen gary get tested a ton with um but i just think gary is just a little bit more technical uh i think he's going to be able to move around the cage like you mentioned earlier this is pay-per-view this is not apex i think the big cage shot is going to benefit uh gary in this one uh and i think it will probably go to decision i think he, he gets it done 29 28 yeah uh same, same read we, we seem to be on the, on the same path on a lot of these i think I think there's a little bit of value on Gary even. Like I I, I wouldn't mind uh, maybe I'll sprinkle on on a straight play on Gary. Like I think I think uh the guys that he trains with and the way he trains puts him in a position to win every fight even if you don't think he's the super prospect that he kind of presents himself as. Um I think he'll be very prepared for this fight. This feels like the right next step for him as an opponent. Uh but I I think this is Gary's fight to win. So uh, I might sprinkle on on st- uh, straight play on Gary. Yeah, I uh, I don't have a great feel in this fight, but I promised that I would. This is a fight where I wouldn't have a bet if I was being smart, but I'm 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 in it. I I've stated I've given my mission statement, and my vibes are uh, that I don't want to lay negative money on Ian Gary ever because I don't think he's. It's certainly not the prospect some people are wanting him to be, and I'm just not. I've also done that, that twice as well. Uh, the Alex Perov also laid chalk on Ian Gary twice. Yeah, uh, it's that just first like, one especially hectic. I just, I just don't want to do that. Um, you know, might work out. Uh, but I, I Gabriel Green's like not a bad fighter at all, <laughs> and that's that's uh that's something new and different for Ian Gary. <laughs> if we're <laughs> being honest, fighting somebody who's not a bad fighter and like a semi accomplished not a bad fighter is is different. Like. Gabe Green's like career losses are to Daniel Rodriguez, who is a great fighter, and the aforementioned Jalen Turner. Like this, 
dude can scrap. I have concerns about the size disparity. Uh, Ian Gary will be much, much bigger, but I don't know. Uh, again, this is this is not a technical assessment. This is, I got to have a bet down. Uh, give me Gabe Green because Ian Gary is going to lose at some point. So For I'll sure. just keep I'll just keep firing bullets at that target and then one of them will hit. And maybe I'll be down net eight units overall, but eventually <laughs> it's, it's the same. I'm doing the same thing with Patty Pimblett and one of them's going to hit. And uh, I'll feel like a genius. I already have a, uh, a bet locked in on, on Jordan for that. Oh for that yeah. Pimblet fight. Oh yeah. For, for sure. <laughs> yes. Levitt's, Cause I'm Levitt's actually, I'm be the worst possible win. It's going to yeah. be incredible. Oh God. I, to watch him twerk. That's in the O2, right? It is. Sounds right. To watch him twerk in the O2 would make it would make my month. It would make my month. That'd be so fantastic. Uh, all right. So me and Rick on the future. Ian Gary, Jed, ride riding with Gabe Green Just here. Living in the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Living in the past, going with Gabe Green. All right, let's keep it rolling. Welter weight bout Donald Cowboy Cerrone going up against Jim Miller. The fight for the most wins in UFC history to get to twenty four. Jim Miller. Is at minus two ten. Donald Cowboy Cerrone at plus one eighty. Un- over under set at one and a half. Under plus one ten. Over is at minus one fifty. I'm taking the under two and a half. The little alt line at minus one sixty five. Two aging guys. Cowboy just seems to be shot. I mean, he's just whether he gets finished uh, or he finishes someone. Miller. If you look at his last eleven fights, eight of them have not even gone past the two minute mark of round two. Uh, so not even the one and a half uh, winner losing those Cowboy 20, 20 fights. If you look at this last 20, 14 of them have not even made it to the over two and a half. Eight of them ended in the first round. I just think someone gets finished here. Um, yeah, I, I, I really just think someone get, is going to get put out, whether it's whether it's Miller or Cerrone. I liked Miller at first. The fact that it's a welterweight, I don't think plays to his advantage. So I really don't want to play him at minus 210 uh, at this point. So, yeah, I'm just riding the under two and a half here. I'll go. Um, I'm I, I'm fading Cowboy. I've been fading Cowboy for a long time. Like this, I have confidence in Jim Miller, but this is completely a, a Cowboy fade. Um, I don't I don't think he has it anymore. Um, I I would I'm I'm not super confident in Miller just just because. Yeah, I mean he's he's up there in age, and he seems like he's ready to ride off into the sunset. It seems like it could be anyone, and that's never a good position to be in as a fighter. Um, so this is probably a stay away You're from talking me. Jim Miller. Yeah. No, Jim Miller's planning to fight a UFC 300. That's right. I forgot about that. UFC yeah. 300. Um, but uh, I think fading Cowboys plus EV over the last few years. It's just, it's just a, a complete Cowboy <laughs> fade. I, I'm staying away from well, this one, but maybe, maybe like an Izzy Miller parlay. Let me see how I, how I feel about that later. Um, but yeah. Izzy Miller parlay. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean. I'm fading. Uh, I'm fading cowboy big here, and and have been for a while. Yeah, uh, I don't feel good about this, but I'm betting Donald Cerrone. Wow, um, let's go justify this, please. My justification is that laying this kind of a price tag on 800 year old Jim Miller <laughs> doesn't feel good, and Donald Cerrone is plus 180. Uh, Yes, their careers have been pretty different lately, but like, here's who Don, like, 
Let's also put it in a mild amount of perspective, because I am willing to say that Donald Cerrone might be fully shot. Like, that is entirely yep. plausible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, that's definitely plausible. His losses were Tony Ferguson before Tony got washed, mm. Justin Justin Gaethje, who, well, I, I would actually, I, I agree with you, Eric, that Tony may have been washed, but he wasn't all the way washed. Yeah. Uh, Justin Gaethje, who was super not washed. Conor McGregor was just in a horrific style matchup for him. Anthony <laughs> Pettis, uh, Nico Price, who it was a weird fight that that was ever made. Yep. Also, that fight ended up being a draw, weirdly enough. And then Alex Morono. Like, Alex Morono is the worst of those losses by a good stretch, but that's honestly not like even a terrible loss. Whereas, yes, Jim Miller's had more success lately. Over people who don't have Wikipedia pages. Like, he's fighting guys who are coming off the Contender Series. I think it's incredibly smart booking because that's what you do. Jim Miller wants to fight at UFC 300. You let him, and you get him the occasional win over a guy no one knows about, and that's fine. But, like, the way he's winning, I'm not even confident will be successful against uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Like, I think this fight is probably pretty even. Like, frankly, like, they're... They both can stand up. They both can grapple. Jim Miller is probably more inclined to shoot takedowns. Don Cerrone is not like a great defender of takedowns, but he's going to have a pretty decided size advantage here. Like, it's just, I don't know. This fight feels a lot closer to 50-50 than the odds are. And even if it isn't, I just, I want to lay that price tag on Jim Miller. So give me Don Cerrone. It like I don't I won't be shocked if I win. I won't be shocked if I lose, but I'm not paying minus any minus two hundred something on Jim Miller. That seems really, really tough for a guy who's pushing forty. Yeah. I the the price is what scares me away. I think Jim Miller's probably gonna win, but uh yeah, the price the price definitely heavily scares me away, uh, in a fight that yeah, like you said, Jim Miller's last couple of wins haven't been, you know, they've been impressive wins, but not over the most impressive competition. If Donald Cerrone fought Nicholas Moda, I think Donald Cerrone beats Nicholas Moda too. Like that's, yeah. and that's just kind of where my head is. I don't feel I, good about this one. This is another bet that if I weren't trying to make bets every fight, I probably <laughs> just would pass. But like, give me dog or pass and I'll take the dog. Yeah. I'm not passing on any bets this week. So give me the dog. You're damn right. We're not. You are damn right. We're not. All right. I'm riding the under. Jed's riding Cowboy, and uh, Rick is going with Jim Miller. I love it. We're full spectrum on that fight. We've got all the bases covered. Whatever yeah, you, whatever you, dear listener, want to bet, we have told you how and why to. Yeah. We've reinforced your own personal feelings. <laughs> and, until we get a draw, then uh, no one has the most UFC wins. I lose my bet, and you guys both get a push. Uh, that would actually and- be the best possible outcome. That would, honestly, that would be a ridiculous outcome. That would be uh, insanity. All right, let's keep it moving. Next up, middleweight bout. It is Uriah Hall going up against Andre Muniz. Muniz at minus 280. Hall plus 235. Over under set at one and a half. The under is minus 150. The over is plus 110. I took this one as soon as the line dropped as well. I am an Andre Muniz diehard fan. I, I love watching this guy fight. Uh, fell in love with him after the uh, the Sosa arm break. Uh, I mean, if this fight hits the mat, just sit back and enjoy. I mean, the dude is a third degree BJJ black belt, knows how to use it. 15 of his 22 wins are by submission. I just mentioned, uh, you know, the Souza. He uh, is not afraid of literally snapping your arm in half. Uh, he will do that, and he constantly wins by arm bar. Um, he's 6-0 in the UFC. 
I think he gets a 7-0 here. Uriah Hall, I mean, we saw him get taken down four times by Sean Strickland. He used the grappling in that one. Um, I think Munez, he's going to be able to find the the same way to success. But then once it gets to the ground, uh, I think he's going to be able to to, uh, to submit Uriah Hall and uh, continue his win streak. So what are, what are you taking? I missed it. Sorry. Andre Muniz minus 225. Uh, just just Muniz straight. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I I love that bet and I, I I'm I'm in that that seems like a fantastic bet for me. Um Love yeah. Andre Muniz. Well, I I have a bet on Muniz inside the distance at minus 160, um which I wasn't as confident about, but I think I'm also just going to put him as a parlay piece cuz the bet I have in this fight is Muniz inside the distance for all the reasons you said. Um, and it probably comes by submission, but that line is like is minus money. So I don't love betting props at minus money, frankly. Yeah, don't do that. I did that with Umar last week. And uh, it looked like he was going to get the neck a couple times. Uh, he did not. Uh, and Manus, Manus went full defense. And that's it's tough. <laughs> exactly. We talked about it. We talked exactly about the show what we said he, he might full do. defense. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I, I think Muniz is going to win this pretty pretty comfortably and probably get a stoppage so that's why i took the inside inside the distance but i think i'm going to move him as a parlay piece as well because i feel very confident he gets the dub same same page but don't love the price um on this i think you're paying a premium for this fight when i think it's it's gonna look similar to the others but yeah it it just feels out of my price range okay i like i yeah i can agree with that I thought you were going to say 50-50 for a second, and I would would have had to have disagreed. Uh, But yeah, all right. Everyone on Andre Muniz, I think it gets done inside the distance. Uh, Pretty juiced up. I mean, the over under one and a half is minus 150. Don't really love that. There's no telling. So juicy. So juiced. I think like his last, I think his last two came in the second round. Like, I mean, you would have been, you would have been sweating those out. Or maybe, maybe Anders was in the first round. Uh, But regardless. Ryan Hall's just like, a super weird fighter. Yes. He's just super he weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Regardless, we're riding Muniz there. Let's keep it rolling. Women's flyweight. It is Jessica Evil Eye going up against Macy, the future barber, the future number two. She is going at minus 240. Jessica Eye coming back at plus 200. Fight goes the distance, minus 250. Fight does not, plus 190. Uh, I'm using Macy Barber as a parlay piece, uh, but this was actually Rick's second pick in the uh, international fight we yeah. draft, so I feel like we should let him kick this one off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I as we got further down the card, I just realized that <laughs> getting Macy Barber at minus two forty, we can we can scratch any talk of Jim Miller. It's it's gonna be Barber and, go. and Adesanya for that parlay. Let's go. Yeah, one of those is a much better minus yeah. two forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I forgot that this fight was on the card. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a huge fade on Jessica. I I don't think Macy Barber is like you know the next Valentina Shevchenko or anything but I think she's capable don't think she's the future I don't I don't think that either of the two fighters nicknamed the future are necessarily the future I'm gonna go out false advertising and just say that uh but I do think she's extremely tough I do think she has like a drive to win she wants to win fights she's not somebody who's content to just lay back in a losing effort and and sit there um so no matter how I like no matter what position she's in after round one two she's she's coming to probably win this fight and I just don't see any areas where Jessica I is going to be able to beat her or stop her so yeah I like I like Macy Barber a lot in this fight and I will definitely be parlaying her with Izzy later 
Yeah, I mean, I, I echo that. I parlayed the easy by KOR decision at minus 260 with Barber. At, uh, I, I think when I took it, it was like minus 215. It pays out at plus 108. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I like Barber to do that. Uh, if she wins this one and if Ian Gary wins, maybe we do catch weight bout 150. <laughs> uh, the futures against each other, Ian Gary, Macy, Barber. Uh, I'm not, I mean, not down for that. I feel like even I might have to bet Ian Gary in that fight just because I... <laughs> I don't know. I think there's value big, on Macy Barber. I've never been a big Macy Barber believer. But that being said, uh, she's going to win this fight uh, because I'm extremely not a Jessica I believer. Um, and yeah, I in a perfect world, I wouldn't lay minus 240 or whatever on Macy Barber. But also... She has historically been pretty good as a favorite. She's five and one as a favorite. Uh, so the the books seem to have her read pretty well. Uh, and yeah, I I feel like I have the the most obvious parlay on in the world, which is Adesanya Barber parlayed together. And now that you talk me into Muniz, I'm probably just gonna do Adesanya Barber and Muniz as let's an, go. That, that'll be another parlay. <laughs> Because. I cannot lie. I love that uh, we're all on the same page for that one. Yeah, I'm I definitely going to do that, Adesanya Barber. I, I like her as a favorite. Like, I like her in that spot where she can just go downhill on somebody who's not on her level and, and yeah. stomp them out. Like, if she was at dog money, I'd be too, scared. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the I mean, thing, too, because she can literally just windmill at Jessica I. Yeah. Like, Jessica I is not good. So it's not like there's, a, there's a few fighters on this concerned. card. Yeah, there's a few fighters on this card who I'm heavy fade on. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, I imagine it's not the next fight. Uh, but we are all on the barber train. We all parlayed her up. That's where we stand. The barber future shop, is go. real in uh, women's MMA. Next up, a middleweight bout. It is Brad Tavares going up against Drikus Duplesis. DDP coming in at minus 125. Brad Tavares at plus 105. Over-under is set at 2.5. Under minus 105. over Minus 125. Uh, Jed, I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, I, I mentioned it last week. I am I am taking DDP, Drigus uh, Duplessis, to to get the win. I honestly feel a lot less good about that <laughs> bet if I'm, after I went and watched the tape because uh, it is... It's just, it's a much sweatier bet than I thought because when yeah. this fight came out, I was like, man, I love Drickus Duplessis. I think this guy, this kid is a exceptional prospect. I I mean, I guess prospect, not, but I, I think he is very, very good. He has a bright future. Uh, Going to be the best South African fighter of all time, probably, because not a lot of competition there. But Brad Tavares is so Brad Tavares-y. Like, Brad Tavares... <laughs> That's Middleweight... Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, it really nails it, right? Middleweight is I mean, is yeah, I division. have to agree with you. I can't disagree. Can't disagree. Uh, middleweight is a division full of uh, great value Marvin Vittori's. And Brad Tavares <laughs> is the original Marvin Vittori. Like, just... Hmm. Marvin Vittori is Brad Tavares 2.0. Like, that's how this goes. And Brad Tavares is honestly not as old as I thought he was. Like, he's still only, like, 34. Uh, yeah. He's He's been around for a lifetime doing the same thing, where he's going to 
come forward, be really tough, really durable, put some boxing on you, put some wrestling on you, and never finish a human being because that is not a thing that he does. He is allergic to finishing human beings. So I, whereas Drickus Duplessis is like a, a very solid kickboxer and who has lit the world on fire in his, his first UFC fights. So, uh, I mean, this dude has a long history in KSW. He lost to Berto Soldich, who is a welterweight, but also one of the 10 best welterweights in the world. So I, I'm, I am banking on talent. I am banking on future. I, I think that he is good enough to avoid the grapple and tackle strategies that Tavares can employ. And on the feet, I think he is just more technical. And also I think he can, can tackle and grapple Tavares if he wants to, we've seen him do some of that. So uh, I just think he's better all around fighter. I Tavares, like I said, Tavares excels at ugly and fights up. So I feel a little less good about this than I once did, but still good enough to feel okay about a bet here. And I didn't look at it at the time, but uh, what's the over-under here? The over-under is set at uh, two uh, and a half. I, I am, as we speak, I'm about to bet over two and a half at minus 125 as well. So that's where I'm going to be on this Let's bike. go. Let's go. So we'll actually go against each other. I Not only do I have DDP with you, uh, the point that you made about he can actually do some ground game as well. Like I think he has a little bit of an underrated ground game that we haven't really seen in the UFC. We saw it a little bit. In that Trevin Giles fight, he got two takedowns. Like, was an incredible display on the ground, but I think he showed that, you know, he is capable there. I mean, surprisingly, as much as people think he's just a knockout artist, he's got more submission wins than he does have uh, have knockouts. I mean, I mean, it's impressive, but I took fight doesn't go to a decision just based off my simple principle of, of any time that I see something like this. DDP has 18. I, I know that Brad Tavares is just like, he's... He's the decision machine, but three of his last four losses, he got KO'd in or TKO'd in. Uh, DDP, 18 fights, win or lose, 18 finishes. He has never seen the scorecards, and you're giving me fight doesn't go to a decision at minus 105. Just out of principle, I have to take it. I know he's not the huge favorite like last week with Shavkat. I don't know why they gave me Shavkat. That fight doesn't go to a decision at minus 155. Guy has never seen the scorecards as well. It cash. It's just out of principle. Minus 105. Guy's never seen the scorecards. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't see his first one this weekend. So, I took it doesn't go to a decision. Do you think that Tavares can finish him? No. So, I'm wondering why not just take him him inside the distance? No, I already had DDP and the props were not uh, yet. Okay. being totally gotcha. honest with gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the same read on you guys. This is a stay away from me because I could see... Brad Tavares, Brad Tavarising, like you said, and just I mean, somehow pulling this analysis. out. He's so ever heard of this show. He really is. Like, nobody He's is better than Brad Tavares. Tavares fighter. Yeah. Nobody is better than Brad Tavares at Brad Tavarising. And and I can see it happening. Um, I think it. I also, think that's it's, not true. Marvin Vittori is better at Brad Tavares. <laughs> I think at Brad some Tavares point we, we need to get Jed to rank the Marvin Vittoris of the Marvin UFC. Marvin Vittori is the number. Well, they're all in the middleweight. All of them are middleweight. Right. Everyone's that's a middleweight. What this division does is make Brad Tavares it's slash like, Marvin Vittori. What's the definition of this? If we're if we're trying to actually describe it, it's like a blockheaded like wrestle boxer who doesn't really like finish. It's a yes, I would say. In a, a, I mean, all of that's true, but it's mostly a guy who is like he knows all the things he should do but he's not a good enough athlete or skilled <laughs> enough fighter to do more 
yeah. which is kind of the textbook definition of middleweight. It's like the nexus between because uh, like light heavyweight is mostly bad athletes and then the good athletes are the top 10. <laughs> middleweight is like everybody's an okay athlete. Like yeah. they they play they were varsity sports athletes in high school or whatever, but they're not elite athletes, but they're much more technically like sound and they know how to do stuff and they have good principles behind what they do. But they can't just be like, they're not Yoel, who can just be like, oops, I killed you. (laughs) That's not a thing for like a lot of middleweights. And that's why you end in the Marvin Vittori zone. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't have I don't have a great read on it. Like I just uh, this is a stay away from me. But if if I'm leaning, it's definitely with Hopefully he pulls it off, I guess. I guess to backtrack on my point, Brad Tavares is the chance of him finishing him is very low, but. In DDP, both his losses, he he was finished. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. We'll see. I had to have a, a, a bet on every single fight. I had to have a few that had two bets on it. Yeah. My other concern with is that Tavares is just like, I think he's just going to be a lot bigger. Like not yeah. from like a length and size, but, you know, DDP fought at middleweight. Brad Tavares could, or fought at welterweight. Brad Tavares, He's the middleweightiest of middleweight men. Like he's never making 170, so he's, yeah, he's a, a thick a boy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, he'll be yeah. big. Being DDP's a thick boy big helps too, you, Marvin Vittori people, is all I'm saying. This is, uh, I mean, this is a great fight for for the second fight of the night. I mean, it's a really good one. I'm, it I'm matters super a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Drakus. We'll see if he can there, keep the train. I mean, yeah, because there aren't that many like prospects in the middleweight division. Like Drakus is for sure one of the guys. Like, oh, here's somebody new who could do something interesting. Yeah. Like Alex Bahia is sort of that, but that's also mostly us just wish wishing him. Wish, to wishful that. thinking, yeah. Which maybe what my bet is just yeah. purely wishful thinking. Uh, I've actually been waiting for Drakus to fight for like eight months now some guy from south africa dm'd me on instagram and was like telling me how i needed to watch out for them and he was supposed to fight maybe on uh ufc 268 or something like that 269 maybe the the dustin poirier fight and that got canceled i think he's had four straight fights uh get canceled he was supposed to fight andre muniz at 269 oh my god that's and that fight would have ruled ass muniz probably takes him down and taps him but still it would have hurt my heart because uh having not even watched this canceled yeah let's hear him let's hear him andre muniz then chris curtis i I was gonna say i know chris curtis banger banger unbelievable banger and then anthony hernandez kelvin gastelum and brad tavares probably ended up with the least interesting of the of those fights if we're being honest and it's still a very interesting very fun very good fight now that anthony hernandez he was supposed to fight anthony hernandez and then like kelvin gastelum lost his opponent or or gastelum got added yeah. to the card and then he got like moved that. to become his opponent and then gastelum dropped out and so he just got taken off the card as a whole i mean he, he has been screwed over quite a few times on on these fights yeah it was uh it's very weird and now he's getting uh a matchup he needs to get comfortable with, as, as we've discussed, because he's got a lot of these in the middleweight division to to work through. Yeah, he's got to go through at least six Marvin Vittori's until he gets to <laughs> Marvin Vittori. 
to, to the real Marvin Vittori. Yes, right. I mean, obviously, I, I felt like that was uh, that was implied there. <laughs> One day we'll get the Marvin Vittori power rankings uh, from Jed Mishu. That's going to be an next all-time week. list. Maybe I'll spend that time I, next I week. Really we'll like I really well, like this take. Well, I was going to say you're going to have to wait through these fights to see where old Brad Tavares ranks on the Marvin Vittori rankings list. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, as, he'll he'll uh, shoot up. If he, if he say, beats DDP, he'll shoot up. Sean Strickland as well. I mean, yeah, if Sean Strickland loses, maybe. Because I honestly don't know where I'd put Strickland and Tavares in the... Historically, obviously, yeah. Tavares is much more Marvin Vittori than Strickland. But, you know, you gotta. he's getting older. Sean Strickland's coming up. Who knows? We we need a Marvin Vittori belt uh, eventually. Um, <laughs> I think that's just called the UFC middleweight title. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, wait. Uh, Adesanya has that. Yeah, but that's just because he already beat the Marvin Vittori for it. He he won the uh, belt off He captured off the Marvin, Marvin Vittori. Vittori. Okay, exactly. I got that, it. He won the true title. All right. Enough about Marvin Vittori and uh, his uh, subsequent Marvin Vittori's below him. We got one more fight to break down. Women's bantamweight bout. It is Jessica Rose Clark going up against Julija Storlyarenko. Uh Jessica Rose Clark, minus 140. Storley Aranko, plus 120. Fight goes the distance, minus 210. Fight does not, plus 170. So Rick here is convinced that the darling of the MMA hour, JRC, who's going to be walking out to Shawn Michaels' sexy boy this weekend, uh, he is convinced she is going to lose. Yeah. I just... I don't I don't like this Defend at, yourself. At, at, minus, at minus money. I know Stoliarenko is not is not great good at all. She's not good at all. She's 0 and she, 4 in the UFC. She has she's one been path. outstruck in every fight. I know she's bad. She has one path JRC to victory, is which is bad. which is like an armbar, and that's and that's literally it. But man, I have I have a rebuttal to that. She's the armbar queen, but if you look back, JRC, and what happened in her last fight? She got armbarred by yeah. Stephanie Friggin Egger. I know exactly. That this... was mental preparation. She sacri- sacrificed that fight. She had to go through the pain oh, and sake. agony of getting armbarred. Now she'll never let it happen again. Ipso flipso, she cannot lose to Stoliarenko. Here, here's real, where I'm really at from a betting perspective. I cannot lay minus money on Jessica Rose Clark. Like no matter what that number is, I cannot. Uh, she makes too many bad decisions, and she's kind of just super mid. So, I super mid. Yeah, I, I was not expecting super mid. Bra. I I I just can't. I don't love Stoliarenko either. I mean, the only thing that even like looks remotely appetizing here is maybe like fight goes to decision. Um, but I could also see one of them walking into something. I, the armbar. I, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, Look, it's somebody somebody else make a bet because I I don't know what to do here. I've already I made have, one. I have a bet, and I I see what you're saying, Ricky. I understand. But I'd like to counter it with with two very important things to note. The first, uh, I don't feel great about giving JRC minus money. But you know what I'd feel even worse about? <laughs> Putting money of any kind at any odds on yes. Solyarenko. Yes. Uh, yes. And all of the anal- – the, here's the only analysis I'm going to give you. I'm giving you nothing, nothing, dear listeners, but this. Julia Solyarenko – has beaten one human being who owns a Wikipedia page. And that was by split decision in a fight she may or may not actually should have won for the Invicta belt. She is 0-3 as an underdog, has beaten nobody good, because she herself 
is not very good. And so do I feel great about laying minus money at JRC? No. Would I? Should this probably be a pass just because like I have a hundred other bets down? <laughs> yeah. But what I'm going to have bets on 11 fights and not the main, like not the opener. Get, yeah, get right, the like, F well, out of here. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking JRC. Can I, and can I just say like one it's thing? It's fine with it. Can you I sure just say can. one thing? I'm with you. Believe me, I'm with you with all my heart. But, you know, to, to go back to when we were talking about Robbie Lawler, like the level of opposition has been different. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not making the argument that against lower level of opposition, she's going to be a world beater. And Soliorenko is all of a sudden going to have a different record. But like, she's just fighting better fighters. She really is. Um, Leah Letson? Julia Avila? Yeah. Julia Avila is like good. Julia Avila is a good fighter. So she's losing to the three good fighters she ever faced. And I'm... then Agnes <laughs> Needwicks, but that was also like her third fight or whatever. And I'm... then she's beating people in Lithuania. And I'm... that sounds, maybe that's mean, but like straight up, she is just beating women in Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% with you. But those losses were, were going to be losses. Those losses were going to be losses. I think this is closer to her level of competition. But yes, I mean, I ha- man, I really want to pull the trigger on this underdog bet. But God, I, I, but want, I, I want you to so bad. I want you to you know so what? bad. Let's just, like, let's just do it. Yes. Let's just I want do you it. To, I want you to so next week we can come and you can be like, guys, I should have listened to you because I cannot believe I put my cold, hard-earned dollars. I have a mortgage. I have children. And I put money on Julia Stoyarenko. I, what a bad choice. This is this is going to be me just smiling the whole time as she gets 30-27. But I'm, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, doing it. I mean, like is, ju- just to go over the facts of her UFC career, despite whoever she has fought, she she is zero and four. She has been outstruck yeah. in every single fight. Uh, and for someone that likes to throw up submission attempts, uh, she is one for nine, a twelve percent <laughs> takedown accuracy uh, in said fights. I looked back at the judges' scorecards as well. Uh, she has fought in. Uh, nine rounds of fights that have gone to decision and has only won two of those. Um, so what you're saying is the line on this should be like minus 300 for, well, for the, Jessica Rose Clark. The only reason it is not is because it's Jessica Rose Clark yeah. and nobody wants and, to do and it that's after also, she just got tapped by Stephanie Eck. And that's also the reason I'm going to I'm gonna just sprinkle on the dog. I'm, I'm doing I mean, it. it's hilarious. It's, it. like a, it's actually a hilarious bet because if it cashes, like, I mean, you're yeah. going to have to take a huge victory lap. On we're going like, to go with it. You should Post absolutely ticket, be take like, a victory Biggest lap. lock of the card. <laughs> I don't know why you, you, you squares put money on JRC. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is this is a hilarious fight, but I... I have to say, Jed, you said no one lo- no one wants to do this. I, I willingly ran to the window to th- to throw money on JRC here. The sweetheart of the MMA hour, as you as you dubbed her, Sean Michaels, love her sexy as a boy. person. She's a fantastic individual, uh, great story, but she has uh, she has fallen in in spots. The the Egger, I backed her against Egger, and that one hurt a lot. And I would normally be a little more gun shy, but again. It's Julius Stolyarenko, who you didn't even say, Connor. My favorite stat is she fought Yanukovych and landed six strikes. Yeah, ag- yeah. Against the the <laughs> defensive wizard, yeah. Not Saturday, baby. It's not this not Saturday. On Saturday. Not this Saturday. I, honestly, 
of all the bets you've made, I hope that's the one that cashes. I hope you. Well, I mean, yeah, me to, too. Me too. We're, I hope we're you on the same dance on our graves. We're aligned on all the other ones, so you should also hope that those cash. Yeah, she if if Stoylerenko fought a hundred times in in the UFC, she might lose ninety nine, but She's not on Saturday. On baby. Saturday, not Dude, on she Saturday. Might, she might lose fourteen minutes of this fight and then just tap JRC in the last. Uh, that Anderson arm bar. That arm bar is coming. I mean, if, she, all right, if, JRC, if JRC is going to lose, it needs to be by armbar or by like a freak submission. Like I can't have it be by decision. I will, I will like, that will actually hurt me watching Jessica Rose Clark lose by decision. I would be like, fortunately, wow. I, don't, I don't think you'll have to deal with that. I love it. So that's it, boys. We've done it. That's it. We made it through the entire card. Uh, somehow, I think the episode is shorter than it was last week. We We did have to get a lot, a lot to catch up on. Um, so yeah, Rick, what did you end up, uh, locked in on, uh, after spending in 90 minutes with us talking bets? We had Izzy by KO TKO. We had Max by split decision. We had O'Malley. What did we have? O'Malley by, uh, KO TKO as well. I rode with you guys on Robbie Lawler straight. I'm staying away from Jim Miller for now, but I might get feisty on that. And then uh, Macy Barber parlayed with Israel Adesanya and the legend herself, Julia Stoliarenko. Oh, the last Straight one so play, far. baby. Absolutely majestic scorecard from me, Ricky. Uh, from me, got a lot of them, so buckle up. Israel Adesanya by KO, Max Holloway straight. Sean Strickland straight. Sean O'Malley by decision. O'Malley Munoz over two and a half rounds. Jalen Turner, Robbie Lawler, Drickus Duplessis, uh, Andre Muniz inside the distance. Jessica Rose Clark. I've Donald Cerrone and Gabriel Green. I've, those were not in order. That's in the order of bets that I made. So sorry about the discombobulation there. Uh, I also took a flyer on the Holloway by split decision at plus eleven hundred. And then I took uh, DDP uh, Tavares over two and a half at minus one twenty five. Uh, I also, sorry, had uh, Volkanovski Max go goes the distance at minus two hundred. And then I have two parlays: uh, Israel Adesanya and Macy Barber pays out at minus one twenty. And then Israel Adesanya, Macy Barber, and Andre Muniz that pays out at plus one forty one. All right, for me, I got two parlays. Adesanya by KO or decision parlayed with Macy Barber. That pays out at plus 108. Uh, the chalk parlay of the century, main event, co-main event, both over one and a half. That pays out at minus 190. And then as far as singles go, got Alexander Volkanovsky. I have Alex Bejera. I have Sean O'Malley. I have Robbie Lawler. I have Jalen Turner. I have Ian Gary. I have under two and a half in Cerrone Miller. I have Andre Muniz. I have Drikas Duplice, and uh, fight does not go the distance in that one, and then finish it off with Jessica Rose Clark. A lot of action on Saturday. From start to finish, we got action. many bets. Before we close it down, because we have so much action, let's just sum it up here. Ricky, if you have one bet, one bet, you can put one bet to bet your life on, What's what's the one bet? What is your lock of the week? Lock of the Super Bowl? Lock of of International Fight Week? Do we want to make money, 
or do we want to like are we looking to make the most money or are we looking to guarantee money that's you're that's what to, i need you're to looking to guarantee money you're looking to feel yeah, the you, best you you put whatever you got on macy barber <laughs> if, let's if you go want to make some money let's I go love i love it. the confidence i yeah, love put, the confidence you put whatever you you got on macy barber the if, Connor, what if, about you? If, if you're looking to make a little more but not as assured i, I like the izzy the izzy macy parlay for sure Connor, i love andre you? muniz i I'm Man, just a... I, I love this. Yeah. I love this so much because I, mine would absolutely, unquestionably would be Israel Adesanya. So mm. all so, three of us are are feeling more confident about different fighters on the fight card. And you did the Muniz Barber Adesanya parlay, Jed, and and I did an Izzy Barber parlay. I already I have the the Izzy KO decision Barber parlay. I think I might add a. Izzy Barber Mooney's parlay to ride the ride the trifecta of our most confident yeah, picks of, of our confidence meters <laughs> and in. just be with the squad. Uh, you said it pays out at plus one forty. Also, also one forty if you get it right now on DK. I'm about to go snag that. I'm also snagging Max Holloway plus eleven hundred by split decision. That is just way, way we're too all, juicy. We're all riding the yeah, riding I'm, the I'm, dragon I'm, if, right there. If I gave nothing else, I, I gave that to the people. I feel you like, have I feel you like have to was... think if this thing goes to a decision and Max Holloway wins, like it's going to be close. Honestly, it's going to be close. I do a long shot of the week in my gambling column for MMAfighting.com. Tremendous website, uh, <laughs> yeah, and even it better is probably. Surface. Even better socials, great website, better socials. Probably <laughs> the long shot of the week this week is going to be. There we go. Let's I mean, go. look at this guy, Rick. Bro. He just brings the he brings the gems to the yeah. building. I mean, this there was almost a little too much agreement. I gotta say, like we're really aligned on this fight card. I also, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to lose honestly, 19 units on Saturday. We had a lot more disagreement than I thought we were going to <laughs> have because Connor and I usually are pretty pretty closely aligned in a lot of a lot of our thoughts. Maybe not in our bets. But certainly yeah, yeah. a lot of kind of how we how we're viewing fights. I, I and will, we I will also sections. say to that point, like uh I feel like all the ones that we kind of disagreed on, had it not been International Fight Week UFC two seventy six, I probably wouldn't be betting on those fights. Oh, one hundred percent. All of the ones that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be <laughs> there's there's no chance I'd have money down on Gabriel Green. Yeah. Just, yeah. Dog or pass, baby, and I'm not passing this week. I, I messed up. Uh, reading my rundown, so I just want to correct that real quick. I I, I said O'Malley KO or TKO. I meant O'Malley decision. I was doing it yes, off the top of my I head. I like that. But yep. yeah, I meant O'Malley decision. But uh, otherwise, all correct. All right, 90 Beautiful. minutes for the people, for the biggest card of the year, UFC 276. I said it at the beginning of the episode, and I 90% believed it was going to be true. We're now at the end of the episode. It's 100% true. This is... The greatest episode of No Bets Bard in No Bets Bard history. I'm, I'm proud to say that. Thank you so much, Rick. Uh, it's all because of you. It was a pleasure. Uh, Max Holloway by split decision. Let's go. Oh Let's my go. god, that is going to be so tasty. Right now, I'm just deciding uh, how much to put on. I think I might might just throw a quarter unit on it, just hey, in case of something. Just throw a full unit. Just just a little bit. You're gonna have so many units from all the other bets that you've successfully cast. Not not doing a full unit. Uh, yeah, if I if I'm up quite a bit going into it, maybe I'll up it to a full unit. But yeah, I'll probably just keep it uh, pretty low. I'm gonna cook up a nasty uh, air fryer parlay that's guaranteed to lose as well. But uh, you just gotta have it just in case. All right, 
enough about the bets. Like I said, 90 minutes for the people. UFC 276. What a card. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. We continue the party next week with uh, UFC Apex 58 for Zeev Dos Anjos. See you then. Love you guys. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.